First of all, keep him out of the light. He hates bright light, especially sunlight. It'll kill him. Second, don't give him any water, not even to drink. But the most important rule, the rule you can never forget, no matter how much he cries, no matter how much he begs, never feed him after midnight. We're talking gremlins. Hit it. It was 1984. My Little Ponies were $4.99. The MTV Video Music Awards started. Cagney and Lacey were great TV cop partners. And Billy Peltzer got a mogwai as a pet. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a very special guest. You'll know him as the host of the Way Cool Feliz Christmas Merry Navidad podcast, Manny Torres. Manny, how's it going? Oh, it's going really, really good. And oh, I like how my podcast name sounds from you. I'm going to have to get that recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll do what I can. (laughs) Some days I get lucky. (laughs) Oh, man, It's, it's great to talk to you. How's your week been? My week has been very, very long. Still Wednesday. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I now I now that I completely understand. And I was off on Monday. <laughs> I don't remember when my last day off was. So. Yeah, we uh, we started moving to six days a week. So my only day off now is Monday, and it's 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 fine. You know, it's it's more money. It's you know, it's fun. I get to help people with Christmas lights and stuff like that. But yeah, it uh, it's tiring too. <laughs> you I know. wish you were close to me. Yeah, we we're we're a pretty cool store there, and uh, we had some people in this. Um, let's see, was it yes? No, it was, it was yesterday, and it was like their first time in. They had never been in before, so it was like you know everything. The, looking at our cluster lights and the garland and the wreaths and the there's a little part they just call it trees at the store, which I think is a little boring. I call it the Christmas the Christmas tree forest. And uh, so, you know, they got to go through the Christmas tree forest. And uh, I mean, it was just, they were really impressed. And so it's like one of those where it's like, oh, man, I wish I could just share that with everybody, you know. (laughs) So when you're definitely in the area, you got to come visit just to hang out. I definitely will. I definitely will. Um, Now I kind of want to fill up my tank and recharge my battery. (laughs) (laughs) Have a little road trip. Hey, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, and take my mask with me, obviously, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so when I asked you to be on the show, I gave you, you know, a couple of options of, of things you might want to do. And you, you said, I want to do gremlins. Let's do gremlins. What is it about gremlins that, uh, you know, like, what's your experience with it? What is it about it that makes you want to, to choose it? Hmm. All right. So I've been watching this movie since I was little. Nice. As in the past 10 years, I bought this movie twice, but only got around to watch it almost complete recently. Oh, okay. When I was little, I was afraid of, you know, I was a little afraid of it. I had to watch with my eyes covered. I mean, 
if that makes any sense. <laughs> there are a lot of things that freak me out, and but I liked it. I've always liked scary movies and stuff like that. But Gremlins, uh, I don't know. It's just been an addiction. Gizmo, I've I've always loved Gizmo, and it wasn't until today that mm-hmm. I realized why the dad named named him Gizmo because he's an inventor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I, I never, I never like, I'm like, why is Gizmo? And here's the thing. I, I opened a store. I could mention it now because it's close. An online store for a company I used to work for. It was a uh, Gizmo Bay. Oh, okay. Nice. And <laughs> it was just because a friend of mine got me a Gizmo t-shirt and they were looking for names and this. And since it was a bunch of little electronic stuff, I looked down and I see my Gizmo shirt. I'm like, yep, let's go with this. Nice. It wasn't patented. Uh, there was no lawsuits coming. So I, I built it for them. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, Gizmo's like super cute. I mean, he just he is. I always loved him. We had uh we had the toy. We even had like a little, I think it was about three inch toy uh, that was like hard plastic. But same as you, I was like afraid of the actual gremlins, especially Stripe. Like Stripe, he he creeped me out, man. I mean, I was I was terrified of him because he always seemed a little more cunning and ruthless than like all the other gremlins. You know, they were kind of playful, but he was more like he was just mean. And uh, so, so I just, you know, I was the same way. And I remember seeing this. It was uh, because it came out the same day as Ghostbusters. And I remember it was like a double feature at the, uh, the movie theater there in the mall. It was uh, La Plaza Mall. And I remember we, my parents took me to see it. And Ghostbusters was first. So that one scared me more at first because, you know, in the library scene with, with the librarian ghost and she you know, gets all, you know, whatever, uh, monstrous. And so, I mean, I was like, like terrified. So I know I, I closed my eyes. I somehow fell asleep. And when I woke up, it was gremlins and, and, you know, Gizmo was like so cute. And then all of a sudden, bam, they, <laughs> <laughs> they hit you. And those monsters, I mean, yeah, it got right me. after the pupil stage. <laughs> the, yeah, the, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. After that, it was like, oh, you know, I was only four when it came out. So it was like, I mean, I was just I was terrified. And of course, as I grew up, I watched it again. And it was like, it wasn't that bad. And, and it was, it was actually kind of fun. And I know my parents were uh, a little upset that, you know, the whole time they thought it was gonna be like a fun family movie. And in the end, it was not quite what, you know, what it actually is. But I, they know that I was too young and I didn't even really remember anything about it. But yeah. it was good. The, the, the I, fun, I like watching it today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go straight to that story I told you that I have about this. Okay, go for it. Go so, for it. So when you tell me Gremlins, um, when you give me the option and I choose Gremlins, I search for it mm-hmm. on my Apple TV and I'm like, ooh, they have it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So I started watching and I told my wife, I'm going to watch a clip, you know, every other day just to see what I pick up new that I hadn't seen before. Okay. I started watching it. I got busy from work and everything. So I paused it. I put it in my, you know, to watch list. And come October, uh, HBO Max took it off. <laughs> <laughs> it was Gremlins, man. <laughs> yep. they, they, they took it off and I'm like, oh, mm, what am I going to do? So I'm like, okay, so I'll just rent it. Like it's $4 to rent it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I ended up doing. Yeah. And then this afternoon... Like my wife comes from work to eat with me and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'll rent it later. But then after she gets off work, I'm like, it's $4. Let me see how much it is at Walmart. So it's three seventy cents. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm like, I could save 24 cents, you know, <laughs> and Walmart from here is three minutes. So 
Nice. So we head to Walmart, but I, when we're walking in, I ask her, do we take a cart? Nope. We're just going to go get that movie. Okay. So we went in the bin for the $3.76 movie. We oh, can't yeah, yeah, find yeah. it. Then I start searching on the app and I'm like, okay, they have it on Blu-ray. So I'll pay whatever it is for Blu-ray, even if it's more than the $4 I was going to spend renting it, but I'll just have it. But then you loan it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But here's yeah. the funny thing. I already have this movie in Puerto Rico, but it's still with all my movies that haven't been shipped um, since my move. I've only been here a uh, year and a half. Okay. So I go to the Blu-ray stand and I see the double feature. Mm-hmm. One and two, I'm like, I scan it with my phone. Oh, seven dollars. Nice. So that's not the funny part of the story. That's not the fun <laughs> part. <laughs> okay. So actually, we ended up paying for this movie one hundred and forty-eight dollars. What? Yeah, we took a detour to see how the Christmas decoration aisles were coming <laughs> along. And we see, like, the ones that have to have the garland and the tree um, ornaments and stuff kind of mm-hmm. empty. And my wife's like, oh, that wasn't here, you know, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. We go every week. But we have this addiction with uh, Christmas villages. Okay. But we've held back because we were renting. Right. So on Sunday, we went buy and the lady told us like every day there's a new truck so we could go you know mostly every week Mm -hmm. but i can't do that because then i'm gonna go broke (laughs) you're right right so i'm like let's just go look so i go by the i didn't even go see the other decorations the out the serial decorations or anything i looked at the christmas village uh part and there were only three things on sunday and there were about 20 things today oh wow and i start grabbing stuff and i start grabbing i'm like wait Still Wednesday. Uh, okay, let me grab another one and another one. And I grabbed some <laughs> lights and some people and a little dog trying to put his um, letter to Santa in the mailbox. Nice. And I tell my wife, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Uh, the wallet, the wallet. Nope, 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 nope. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. We could, we do that every time we see new stuff. We just go for it. But it's Wednesday. We usually do that on a weekend. Right. So I guess this week is going to be double. <laughs> we go by, but I mean, it seems like cartful. And next thing I know, my Gremlin, my Gremlins movie came out to $148. <laughs> and I will share in social media later on once I have all that uh, put together. Mm-hmm. And I guess my living room, dining room, and I guess I'm going to put my furniture in the basement because we keep buying stuff for that village. <laughs> I haven't done that like in a few years, but. That sounds, it reminds me of my uh, growing up, my best friend's dad. He like, they, they had this huge dining room table. And uh, normally, you know, that's, they they wouldn't really eat it on there. It was just, you know, it was like the decoration. They would go eat in the, the kitchen, you know, the breakfast nook in the kitchen most of the time. And uh, every Christmas, though, he would take out his Christmas villages and he would set it all up on the table. And I mean, that thing was like massive and he was always adding new things. And eventually it wasn't just a table. He had to get like another table in to, <laughs> to, to expand it. And uh, I mean... It was fun because uh, my family would go Christmas caroling. So we'd go to his house to Christmas carol. And then he'd invite us, you know, they would always invite us in for hot chocolate. And every time his village would be all set up and I mean, it was just massive. So uh, I know how addicting those things can be for sure. <laughs> and we're just, and we're just getting started. Like I told my wife this year, I wanted to start buying stuff in September. Okay. So we, we, we've started in September whenever um, you've seen it in Discord when I post picture show of the places yes. that I'm going. Uh, first of it, uh, it was Hobby Lobby, and we should get paid for mentioning these places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to sponsor us, we'll be perfectly fine with that. 
<laughs> Anything would do. <laughs> Little, for real. Know, like, give us a 30 seconds and the ornament aisle, you know. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> or just give us an ornament. There you go. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I've been going and going. And one thing that I – and I said it on my podcast before. I haven't seen, like, at least the places that I've been before I moved here, a lot of places decorated. So, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant. I was hesitant about decorating here. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people with these awesome Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm that we're going to have to adjust the budget for our Christmas lights. Because I understand. Come yeah. this weekend, yes, Christmas <laughs> lights it is. <laughs> I understand. And, uh, you know, we've been getting a lot of contractors coming in. And, uh, and yes, we're recording this in October, even though it's going to drop, you know, in mid, like right in the middle, smack dab in the middle of the season. But a lot of contractors have been coming in and just buying like orange and purple bulbs because a lot of people want to, put up Halloween lights and then they're going to switch them out to the Christmas lights when they're done. So, uh, you know, we have that kind where you just screw in the new bulbs and, you know, stuff like that. So they're just swapping their bulbs out. And so we're, we're going through a lot of orange and purple, which I thought was kind of cool, but, uh, yeah, don't feel bad about putting up lights, man. Everybody's, everybody needs it, especially this year. It's cool. Just, you know, do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, decorate however you want. Cause 2020 is rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I have a. I'm gonna have a Halloween episode. Uh, nice. By this time, by this time, everybody's gonna be able to hear it. And right, it's Christmassy, but it's about 2020, so that's a spooky, gotcha. That's a spooky episode, and I could say it now because nobody's gonna hear this from before. So, <laughs> yep, I, I think I heard that one already. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the time this drops, I, I will have heard it. So. <laughs> I'm going to start posting it and I'll nice. stop on the discord. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But talking about lights and Christmas and all this, let's go back to your, let's go back to the gremlins. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this movie, the way it starts, the, I mean, it starts out creepy because this guy's, you know, look, you know, trying to sell his, um, uh, what, what's this little invention called and getting the gift for her, this Christmas gift for her son. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the Peltzer, the, no, the, the, what is it? The shave buddy? No, the, the bathroom, the bathroom buddy. buddy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it starts out creepy. Uh, this little kid takes him down the alley, uh, to his grandpa's store. Okay. That- yeah. He's like in the middle of like Chinatown. It's, it's, you're right. It's like really atmospheric, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, no, Christmas taking at all. <laughs> no, not at all, which, you know, I mean, and you know, this actually came out in June and a lot of critics were kind of a, I don't know, not upset, but a lot of critics were kind of like ragging on it a little bit because they thought it was perfect for like, you know, December, it should have been, or November, it should have been one of those releases. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's not Christmassy at all, like at all. And that, that part is not, but right after he gets his, um, the Mogwai, it's one of the most Christmassy scenes. Yes. And probably in in Hollywood history, honestly. Like it it feels very Christmassy because I know what I'm watching and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, this is I don't like this part, it's boring or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have played that out anyway, but as soon as they switch to the Christmas feels, oh my god, you get the Christmas feels, you get the Christmas chills. It's it's nice. Well, a lot of it, yeah, it's the lighting. I mean, so you know, of course he he goes to the the shop. Um, he's looking at different things. The shop owner's like, no, you can't have that. I'm sorry. You know, that's not for sale. But he's like super intrigued by it. He's like, well, I think that would make a great gift for my son. And he's like, nope, nope. But then 
as the guy's walking out, the grandson of the shop owner is like, you know, hey, we need the money. It's okay. I'll sell it to you. And so, but he tells him the rules, the three rules that, you know, you can't, don't feed it after midnight, you know, no sunlight, it'll kill him. And of course, don't ever get him wet. And so he's like, okay, fine, fine. So you're right. As soon as he goes home and, and he's, you know, giving the present to Billy, it's, it's the way it's lit with like the fireplace going and, and just everything on the inside. It's, yeah, it's super like warm and inviting and it just, it draws you right in and you just want to like, you just want to like cuddle up under a blanket, you know, with the fire roaring and like read a book or listen to some Christmas music or something. I mean, it's just, it's so great, you know? And yeah, it's just, it, it, you're right. It's definitely, definitely the, Christmassy. The house. Yeah. I mean, the house feels old school, old school Christmas, which I wish we had that. I mean, there, I wish there was a way this whole 2020, you know, would reset in 2021 and we could get those, those type of feels back. Mm-hmm. But then the town. Oh, and the funny thing is his dog looks like the Grinch's dog. <laughs> he does kind of look like Max, doesn't he? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And so he gives him, you know, he gives him the present. He turns out it's a creature called a mogwai. It's a kind of like a transliteration of a Cantonese word. Essentially it means like devil or demon or, or monster, something like that. And uh, in, I, I kind of was kind of, I started going down a rabbit hole this way. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep it short, but essentially it's, it's a, uh, it's like a, yeah, some sort of demon, and in the novelization, which which is kind of cool, um, you know, in the novel, you know, they normally with movies like these, they they come out with the novelization of it. And in, they had like some crazy intro where in the novelization, they were actually creatures engineered by like an alien race, these Mogwai. But they were like their DNA was like unstable. And so only one out of every like 10,000 would always stay that Mogwai. And all the rest, you know, they would break down and go through all that, you know, pupil stage and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, so it was like this whole backstory that was kind of cut from it. Although in the novelization for part two, they do kind of mention about that, too. So I just I just thought that was interesting because these novelizations, generally, the author has some leeway. They can, like, add some scenes if they don't think something makes sense. Uh, But sometimes they're also like working off of like an, uh, an earlier draft of the script. So it, I kind of wonder if like that was like part of the, like an earlier version of the script or if that was just, you know, like the author's imagination. And I, I had never been able to find out, which is a shame because I mean, I'm, I'm really interested now. I want to know. <laughs> isn't, isn't there like a Gremlins uh, re- reboot planned or something? I mean, everything's rebooting. So. so I did hear that they were hoping to do a sequel. So it wouldn't be an actual reboot. It was going to be oh. a sequel with... Um, you know, Zach uh, Galligan and, and uh, uh, you know, Phoebe Cates as well. So I'm really hoping they do that because that would be super cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be better. That'd be better than a reboot. At least give us a true backstory to it. Well, especially now. I mean, we're getting all these like 80s properties being um, not just rebooted, but um, like, you know, continued. So we have Cobra Kai, you know, that one's the, the awesome. most popular. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, yes. That should be a whole bonus episode there. Uh, maybe I'll do that later. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, with, with all these 80s properties and, and nostalgia for the 80s, like big, I mean, I why not bring them back? Why not do it? You know, I think it would be it would be something really cool. And I'd like to see and set it at Christmas again. You know, I mean, just like bring it full circle. I think it'd be awesome. One can only hope. I mean, if you're listening to this Hollywood uh <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know if uh, if I have that much clout, but uh, <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. That's, that is also true. Sometimes it's just the right place at the right time. <laughs> so, and I'm in the right episode. I feel like I'm in the right episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cobra Kai, come on, guys, you can do it. Netflix, Netflix. Um, but yeah, so he gives, you know, he gives Billy the Mogwai and right away, you know, he's like, you know, he's called Mogwai, but I call him Gizmo. And so the mom gets all excited and she wants to take a picture, but right away the flash, you know, it like causes Gizmo to freak out and he's like, bright light, bright light, you know, and, uh, <laughs> that, that was my Gizmo voice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know. He, he's like, oh yeah, there's these rules. I forgot to tell you. And so the dad tells him the rules and he's like, okay. And that's where we kind of, it kind of starts to take a little bit of a shift here because now we see Billy trying to be a little bit better. And I love how Billy is like, he works at a bank and he's got this awful neighbor, you know, Mrs. Deagle, whatever, but he works at a bank and you can see he's trying, he wants to be like an artist. He's really into comic books. Yeah, he's really into comic books. He wants to make it kind of a thing. And it's just, he's kind of just stuck right now at like this job at the bank. And, and so there's like this whole little subplot of him and, and his dreams kind of a thing, which we kind of see later on in part two, where he, you know, when he, when he's working at that at that firm, you know, in the, the building with, uh, what's his name, John Glover's character. Uh, have, you, have you ever seen part two? I've seen it. I haven't seen it in a long time. But hey, since I bought it today. I'm going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, uh, and I know I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, but there's a funny key and peel episode uh, or a sketch where, um, so like, what's the name? Um, peel. Wait, I forgot which one's peel keys. Keys is the, uh, is, is plays Joe Dante, the director of gremlins. And he's like meeting with like his writers and he's like, all right, this is gremlins too. It should write itself should be so simple. And then peel comes in and he's like a Hollywood script doctor. And he's like, like, don't, you know, I'm just, Whenever Hollywoods are about to do sequels, I come in and I fix them up. And so he's like, you know, it would be fun if everyone can make up their own gremlin. So then everyone's, he just goes down the line around the table. He's like, what about an electric gremlin? What about a, a girl gremlin? And you know, <laughs> all sorts of things. <laughs> and so, of course, every single one of those appear in the movie. And so it's just it's it's kind of funny. But I'll uh, I'll send you the link just because I, <laughs> I love that. That I'll sketch. Get, <laughs> You know, I never got into Key and Peele, but I do watch all the things that are shared on social media about them. Mm -hmm. Like after Chappelle left Comedy Central, uh, that was it for me. For yeah. shows. It's funny because I never really got into Key and Peele either, but my brother, he knows that I like, you know, that I'm really into like 80s stuff like that and nostalgia. And so he's like, hey, you got to check out, you got to check this sketch out. So I checked it out and it was funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's how I know about him, basically. Like Same here. The A. A. Ron sketch. Jay Quellen. Jay Quellen. So good. <laughs> Jay Quellen. You say your name right. <laughs> oh man. Um, so Billy and his friend, his friend Pete, is over. Who's played by Corey Feldman, a young Corey yep. Feldman. Which I, it's one of those that I just completely forgotten. Um, his friend Pete's over. He's like, hey, you know, it's cool. And then he accidentally spills water on him. And so this is a really cool piece of puppetry that they actually did because they, it was essentially a balloon that they covered with fur, 
and uh and then they they started to you know make it expand and so i thought that was like really cool what they did but yeah yeah gizmo you start to see like these little i don't know growths on him and then they kind of pop off and they turn into their own mogwai but these ones are not quite as nice and friendly and cuddly as gizmo is but as as old as those movies are and that's not cg like it's minimum cgi like it's creepy and I was yeah. watching, and I, and I was watching it, you know, two hours ago, and I'm looking. I'm like, wow, that's really disturbing. <laughs> it's just very, very realistic. Like, there's no computer, like, yeah. there's no computer touch up on that. Like, it's just plain disgusting, which is what they're going for. And right to this day, it, it sticks. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, and, and I, I kind of, you know, I I understand that CG is, is hard to do, and I I respect all the people. In fact, I have a friend that works in the, you know that business, and so he's you know, he's really good, and he goes through a lot. On the other hand, though, there's something about practical effects that feel more real, and it's because they are real. You know, they're not just something created on a computer. Um, and so you're right. There's like something like visceral, and just uh, I mean, it just it feels like you can feel the 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 intensity of yep. it just because it is so real and they had to figure out i mean they had to think about it like how are we going to make this look like this creature you know these things are popping off of him and I, and so they had to sit down and think about it and so i thought that was kind of cool that that they made it look really good yep and the expressions they're they're creepy they're evil they they sure are yeah because if you look at it from one point of view they're all like the same mode but then Mm -hmm. you're seeing the expressions and the eyes and everything and like something that's supposed to be so tiny i mean i'm 35 years old and scares the crap out of me i i I kid you not like i'm Mm -hmm. i jumped a few times like i I got started a few times watching it (laughs) (laughs) there are quite a few jump scares yeah (laughs) which but so gremlins was one of the first movies to one of the first mainstream movies i should say to really blend like horror and comedy and uh, so it was kind of groundbreaking in that sense. Not that it hadn't been done before, but Gremlins was so huge. I mean, it literally on its opening weekend only made a million dollars less than Ghostbusters. And wow. then by the end of its run, I mean, it had made, I think it was like $212 million, something like that. I, I don't remember exactly, but wow. I mean, it, it, it did really well, you know, for an 11, $11 million budget. I mean, it was like out of this world at the time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just, yeah, it's real. It looks really great and it is kind of scary. But at the same time, Gizmo's like so cuddly and cute, man. You just want to like hold him and like snuggle with him, you know, <laughs> while yep. watching TV or something, you know. <laughs> um, which, by the way, for the close-ups of his face, they had to make a larger puppet that could get more of the expressions. Um, so I just, uh, and most of the, of the gremlins, of course, were done with puppets. They had tried to do, and I thought this was kind of crazy, that they had tried to use monkeys like dressed up, but it oh. just didn't work yeah thank thank god it didn't work (laughs) yeah 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 but uh so they were able to really make it you know make it work with the puppetry and um so these new mogwai are kind of vicious and right away they kind of trick billy into feeding them after midnight yep i mean they're just begging and being loud and and they're so smart Yes. Like something that was just born a few hours ago, you know, they're already so smart. They could pronounce stuff. Mm-hmm. They could read. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> they could hang, they could hang the dog in the, you know, out in the porch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a great bit. Yep. 
I mean, it was a lot of little great bits creepy. in here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. They're they're like they're clever, and especially their leader Stripe. And yep. he's called that because he has like this little mohawk on the top of his head, you know, his little white mohawk. And so he named him Stripe. And uh, well, so Billy is kind of like, okay, uh, what am I going to do? So before he feeds, this is before he feeds him, he actually takes one to his uh, science teacher. And so he's like, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll keep an eye on him and you know, stuff like that. And so this is where we get this is where we get the bad stuff happens. So this is like the the super big turning point. So before, you know, uh okay, you know something's going to happen. He's got the pet now. No, but this is it. And so this is where I, I really start to pay attention here. You know, it's like you really did dig your teeth into this one. So they trick him. They actually cut the cord on his clock. They they like chew through the cord or something. I don't know, maybe with scissors, I don't know. They do something. And so they start crying and complaining that they're hungry. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. It's like the best. <laughs> and, and so they're all complaining and everything. And, and so he's like, well, it's not, it's not midnight yet. Because I, I think they stopped at like 1030 or something like that. And I, or it was around there. And so he's like, well, it's not midnight. So yeah, I'll feed them. So he goes, he gets them like fried chicken. From, a whole uh, plate of fi- fried chicken just left over in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting there. Yeah, I've never seen that ever in my life. <laughs> at most at our house, maybe two pieces. That's about it. <laughs> if that. But yeah. yeah, a whole plate of fried chicken, which as they're eating it is like disgusting. You know, I mean, they're just, they're really getting into it. And you can see the the tendons and everything, the skin being pulled away. And they're like really feasting on it. He tries okay. to give Gizmo one. He's like, eh? and Gizmo's like, no. no. This is why I love Gizmo because he's like so pure of heart, you know. Uh, he's chill. He's just chilled and laid back. Yeah, he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's so cool. And uh, and apparently in the novelization, um, Gizmo admits to, you know, the other gremlins that if he ate after midnight as well, he would just turn into one of those and he would become evil also. So Gizmo's got like real willpower here, you know, which I, I really like, you know, he's like, he's kind of like a hero. And then of course we see in the sequel where he, he puts on like the, the red bandana. He's like Rambo with the flaming arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's funny. Um, but yeah, so they eat after midnight, even the one that, um, at the scientists or at the the science professors, yeah, he takes a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, he does over sandwich. <laughs> and so, so they turn, uh, they form these but, little. But you know the you know the evilest thing in this movie is not a gremlin, right? It's, it's the, a science uh, teacher. Because doesn't he like like provoke? He like pokes him and he's prodding him and. Yeah, I mean, and he's like this daytime teacher and like this like late night Doctor Frankenstein or something like that. He's, <laughs> he's creepy, like. But he gets his, so. Yeah, he does. He does. He really does. <laughs> but even in the sequel, there's the, um, you know, Christopher Lee kind of plays the um, the sadistic scientist working, you know, in, the, in that for that company. And so it's kind of one of those where I guess it is a commentary on, on man. And, of course, the people have read deeper meanings into gremlins and stuff like that. And, uh, and I, I kind of think, I mean, Joe Dante's a smart guy. I kind of believe it. I think he really did, you know, write. Or, or maybe not right, but he really did direct it in such a way that you could, um, 
because this was Chris Columbus that wrote it. And so, you know, you could actually direct it in, in such a way that you can read it as like a commentary on, uh, you know, on humanity in general. And, you know, are, are, we're prone to violence, that kind of a thing. So, yep, because I mean, that, that teacher. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All I know is uh, those gremlins are scary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he he gets up, uh, Billy. You know, he goes to work, whatever, and the you know the, he finds he finds them in their their uh, pupil pupa stage, you know, or pupil whatever it's called, and uh, you know he finds their 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 larvae essentially, or their their eggs, I guess. That, you know, cocooning? cocoons cocoons. I guess is the best way to to say it. Yeah, he finds their cocoons in his room, which was like the scariest thing to me growing up. Like even scarier than some of the other things. I was I was scared of that. I was so afraid of like coming into my room one day and seeing those cocoons like all over the place. And I don't even have a mogwai, but for some reason I thought that, <laughs> that they were going to show up in my room, you know? <laughs> well, and, I mean, he's chill when he sees what, five of them, four or five of them there. He's just chill. Okay, well, bye. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Like, sorry, mom. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> Which, he wasn't I mean, surprised about anything. He wasn't that surprised when they multiplied. He wasn't there, that surprised when all these cocoons were all over the place. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Something wrong with him. It, it, for real. <laughs> for real. But it, it, I mean, the crazy thing is that then his poor mom has to like fight off all these gremlins that hatch from like the cocoons, you know? And I mean, so like, I think one of them she puts in like a blender. In a blender? Uh, one of them she stabs. Yep, she's and then uh, another one was in the microwave. The microwave, and then yeah. and that was three right there. And then when he walks in, he gets number four in the he fireplace. Yeah. So here's the thing: I forgot, you know, how they this whole movie, you know, develops. I completely forgot about that. So I'm counting. So there's one that just ran out of the house, mm-hmm. and then there's one in the school. So while I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, so you know, this is almost over. So. I didn't think this movie was so short, but keep in mind that I'm just, I dove into this movie, like completely forgot that I've watched it before and completely forgot the whole chaos. Right. I'm like, yep. Okay. So I'm counting. There's two left. One at the school and one just jumped out the window. So, you know, and the mom, you know, she's awesome. She, you know, she took three out, you know, in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And then one of them, you know, the fourth one's barbecue. So we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and we did what she did better than, uh, than the science teacher. Yep. Science teacher could have handled one. No, no, it got him. <laughs> he was going to give it some sort of, I don't know what chemical he had. Um, I don't remember what he, he put in the, the syringe. And so he was just going to like get it. And instead it got him. Oh, that was a COVID cure. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead of its time. <laughs> I, I didn't realize. <laughs> For real though. But it, yeah, it, it cured him. <laughs> cured, cured him of life, I guess. <laughs> he's not going to get COVID, though. No, he's, he's sure not. <laughs> but so so they're they're following, you know, so Stripe, like, escapes, and he manages to get into a YMCA and jump into a pool, which is, like, crazy. I mean, at this point now, it's just gremlins upon gremlin upon gremlin that's when i got anxious this yeah that was like scary um i love how uh kate you know his uh his his girlfriend billy's girlfriend she you know played by phoebe kate's she works in a bar and i love how later on she's like just serving the gremlins (laughs) 
it's like such a weird, funny bit that just doesn't really. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. It doesn't, but it's funny. <laughs> you know what else? You know what else didn't make sense to me? And What's it was that? as soon as, soon as um, Stripe jumped out the window. Uh huh. It's snow. There's snow everywhere. Snow melts. I mean, there's a big plot hole right there, and that that's the only thing that that kind of gets me. I mean, snow melts, so he should have been popping, you know, gremlins all over the city. Yeah. That's true. I didn't even think about it because I'm, you know, I'm from Texas where we don't get snow really like every <laughs> once in a while. So, uh, you, you know, I don't really have a whole lot of experience with it, but that's true. You're right. I mean, it's, you would think, yeah, it would melt and just be wet and you yeah, hey, puddle here, puddle here. <laughs> just jumping from puddle to puddle, yeah. <laughs> spawning more, more gremlins. <laughs> so I was watching and I'm like, and I told my wife, cause she started watching with me. I'm like, isn't snow supposed to melt? Like, okay plot hole <laughs> yeah well you know nobody's perfect <laughs> yeah. that's that's the, that's the only i think that's the only bad criticism i have since you know it comes from the 80s and remember back then there was competition when it yeah. came to scary stuff so yeah oh yeah and, and for it, real like i said no cgi it's pretty realistic the rest of it it's like snow well and then uh this movie kind of spawned like a lot of like uh imitators so like yeah. uh what is it ghoulies and um I mean, a lot of those those types of movies and just all these random, you know, uh, creature, little creature kind of movies that, uh, you know, tried to copy it. And of course, they were not very successful, but, you know, I mean, they are what they are on on their budget. They did their best. But I mean, it's just it's one of those where it was kind of an inf- an influential movie, you know, movie. What am I talking about? An influential <laughs> movie. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> Uh, you know, it was a uh, troll was another one. Troll and like tremors. Uh, uh, yeah, munchies. Uh, I think there was one called goblins. No, hobgoblins, something like that. And uh, so it's like all the about these little creatures. You know, the critters is kind of like the same thing. And so it was all these um, all these movies that kind of tried to imitate what Gremlins actually did. And I thought that was that's kind of cool, but. I think it was Critters that kept coming up out of that DVD box, that, that DVD basket that I was looking in. Oh, it was that one? Yeah. yeah. No. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of looked like a gremlin. Like, nope, that's not it. That's not Gizmo. Yeah, it's like a like a mogwai with, like, the gremlin face or something. <laughs> you know, just that evil. <laughs> the like, scowl. Nope, that's not it. Um, so Billy, he tries to, he goes to the police to try to warn them. Of course, they don't believe him. They think he's just some <laughs> punk kid, you know. <laughs> It's the creatures. That's the creatures, you know. And they're but, going down on the spike eggnog. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the cops even tells the other one, like, "You're drunk" or something. <laughs> but like, you know, they start wreaking havoc literally all over the the city. So like, they 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 burst into the Futterman's with his uh his was not a snowplow, like his bulldozer, uh, and then same thing with uh, Mrs. Deagle, who's like the evil kind of you know, Scrooge kind of lady, Grinch, I guess, of the town, who even, I mean, she even threatens his dog, you know. Um, but, I mean, they they mess with her chair, her, her chairlift to go up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, like, my favorite part of the whole movie because it's, like, as, as un-Christmassy as it is, it's also very Christmassy. Yep. Where, like, you know, she hears carolers and she's like, ugh. And so she goes outside. She's going to, like like, splash them with water. But she stops because she notices they're all the gremlins, the creatures, and they're scary little monsters. But they're there with like the scarves and like the little hats. The <laughs> they're just singing Christmas carols. It's like the funniest thing ever. 
they're smart. That's why I said like they're really, really smart. They were just born. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because those were born even later than the others, weren't they? Yep. And uh, so, so she like runs back inside, and is like ah, but she didn't know that it, one of the gremlins snuck inside and messed with her chairlift. And so she gets on it, and she like literally flies up so much so that she flies like out the window, and you know, of course, she she dies. When the cops hear it, that was Mrs. Deagle. Well, Mrs. Deagle, that was. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Don't put conclusions real quick. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so funny. I mean, it's also scary, but it's also like so funny. Uh, but at the same time, you're right. There's like so much like iconic Christmas, uh, you know, imagery that it's it's like it's hard to it's it's hard to to not get Christmas feels from it. Yep. And they're Silent Night, and during some creepy parts, the background music is actually Silent Night. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry Goldsmith. Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, it, it's it's. That's one of my favorite songs. Uh-huh. It cre- now it's going to creep me out for quite a while. <laughs> like after you, like after you realize that you're listening to Silent Night while this, like most of this crap is going on towards like uh, mid beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny, Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, he's like one of my all time favorite composers, and um, a lot of the music, especially like the main theme and stuff like that, is done like on electronics. So it, so it's a lot of like synth. And I mean, he would always kind of incorporate some, you know, synths with like the actual orchestra, but there's like a lot of synths here, you know, especially, you know, the main theme, dun, 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 you know, that kind of, uh, and so where he uses like the tone where it almost sounds like the creature kind of singing itself, you know, but I mean, it's a great score. It actually won like a Saturn award, I think for score. I mean, it's a, uh, it's, it's really good. It's really creepy, but it's also kind of playful. Uh, and then, of course, you get Gizmo's theme, which he sings, you know, later on, and it's like so sweet and ah, it's nice. Yeah, but... you hear it towards the beginning, um, his theme a little bit, um, basically when they're introducing him. Mm-hmm. But then, like dun 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 dun, as soon as like they get in, what is it? Like in his dozer or whatever it is, that's yep. when they start going like full yep. hardcore with it. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like a great theme, and it's creepy. And like now, now I'm like I feel creepy now, like. <laughs> about it <laughs> sorry my bad <laughs> I just watched it. Like, like i'm saying like it's, it's still there because that's one of the, like that's one of the things that i never paid attention to hmm. until i don't know how many years ago but then like when it starts playing there you're like oh all hell is breaking loose now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> for real <laughs> but i love how billy he like goes to to check on kate and she yeah like i mentioned earlier she's there serving the gremlins at the bar <laughs> <laughs> and stripe is there and he's like like he's got his cards and you know i, I mean it doesn't he even like shoot one of the other gremlins i think um or am i thinking of part two i, I might be getting no, there's, there, there's there's one there with a gun and a with mask. the gun that's what it is yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean they're just they're ruthless they destroy electronics and i mean the whole gremlins theme kind of came up from like the royal air force when they were fighting in uh you know world war ii anyway you know when some of their equipment was kind of malfunctioning so they kind of created this this oh it's gremlins kind of a thing you know they kind of latched onto that and uh so they you know of course the movie took that chris columbus took it and, and wrote this whole thing about it but i mean i just think it's funny that a lot of the mischief they cause is because they're like messing with jukeboxes and chairlifts and you know uh they're sabotaging the snow you know what's called the bulldozers and you know things like that and so it really is from like electronics so he goes to like he goes to her and the only way that they get away is because she's got like the you know the polaroid (laughs) camera 
And the Flash, flash she starts flashing everybody, taking their pictures in the Flash, just makes them like, ah, because, you know, they hate bright light. And so they, they managed to, like, get out from there, which I thought was a great bit. <laughs> it's, especially because, you know, it's, it's the Polaroid, so, like, the, the, the thing would come out. I mean, it was just, it was funny. It's, it, it, you know, it's funny that his car starts up, like, right before that scene. His car starts up really quick and everything, but as soon as they need the car... Oh, it, have it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you know they kind of set up earlier in the movie about his car having problems starting. So uh, you know it's one of those where it, they don't want it to just be like coincidence. It's yep. it's like well you know he does his car does have problems starting sometimes. But you're right. It, it seems like at the at the most inconvenient time, all of a sudden, as <laughs> usual. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. That's horror movie logic there. <laughs> if it's going if it can go bad, it will at the wrong time. They end up at the bank. They go to the bank. Yes, they do go to the bank. And that's where we get that great monologue from Kate about uh, her dad. That, that, yeah, which that I mean I like that's why I said the only plot hole that I seen is the snow because yeah. I mean towards the beginning of the movie she's saying that you know if anybody what hates Thanksgiving or anything else nothing but you know uh, if she hates Christmas, they'll look at her like a leopard. So, yeah. So I'm like, okay. And I like, I, I, I kid you not, I did not remember about her monologue in, in the bank. So when I, <laughs> when I saw it, I'm like, okay, so that covers that part. You yeah. know? <laughs> okay. So it was, it was a great little monologue there. I mean, it's, it's like so sad, but at the same time, her delivery of it, it's kind of funny. And I hate to, I hate to laugh at it, but every time she starts, she starts, I, I just crack up. You know, where like, uh, her dad, you know, dresses up as, you know, a certain Christmas person and comes down the chimney and uh, ends up getting stuck. <laughs> he ends but up how getting... did he break his neck? I don't know. Well, I think he slipped. I think he his footing or something because didn't he get stuck? And so then he, yeah, he just kind of. I don't know. It seems to me like he tried to dive in there. <laughs> I don't know, man. All I know is I'm never doing that. <laughs> If uh, if anything, um, I'll come in through a window. Maybe that's about it. <laughs> I'll I'll, st- I'll stick to the door. I I that's probably what I'm t- gonna do. I, I did too, it for yeah. my oldest nephew. Like mm. I dressed up as a ten dollar Santa Claus because I went. It was Christmas Eve. Yeah, needed some wrapping paper, and I'm at. Uh, let me mention it just in case for sponsorship Walgreens. <laughs> and like, <laughs> gotta keep this, those plugs coming, man. <laughs> just in case you never know who might you know something might hit. And it's these little packets. I thought it was like a, a chair dress or like something you stick on the door, but it was okay. $10. So oh, I'm wow. Gonna buy it, okay. I'm going to buy it. And then it's 50% off from there. Nice. So my mom's waiting for me at the car. She's like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. I think you cover a door. She's like, yeah, but I mean, it's Christmas Eve. You're going to decorate now. I'm like, yeah, why not? I mean, it's Christmas Puerto Rico. It'll last forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when I get home, it has a beard. It has a hat. It's just very, very thin, like costume. Oh, I, I got gotcha. you. I still dressed up like, you know, like our guy from 24, 25th, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I still dressed up in red. It was. That's cool. Was, I mean, but I walked through the door. I didn't attempt any stunts. Nope. Yeah, and that's probably what I would do too, honestly. I mean, I definitely wouldn't do the chimney, especially after hearing her monologue with her, her poor dad. They passed away. And I mean, they go into the whole thing about, you know, they got cold, so they wanted to light a fire, and that's when they noticed the smell, and then the fireman came, and so that's why she hates Christmas, and it's like, oh, it's like so heartbreaking, but at the same time, her delivery is just so funny, the way she's saying it. 
So this movie has a barbecued gremlin and a barbecued dad. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, they love they love their barbecue, man. Yep, in the fireplace. <laughs> hey, why not? It's roasting on an open fire, I guess. <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> so, sorry, it's terrible, terrible. That was uh, awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry to anybody out there, uh, but <laughs> don't be, don't be. So um, <laughs> they're they're there, and then you know, all of a sudden they they're, they're kind of like it's really quiet. You know, they're, they're as they're they're trying to like make their escape or whatever, and they notice that it's really quiet. So they kind of start looking, and they realize that um, they're all in the movie theater, and they're watching Snow White. This is like, I mean, it's just funny. They're you know, hi ho, hi ho. <laughs> you, you know what's funny about that? I mean, the whole scene is hilarious. But when they're like showing them all over the place, when one of them's like milk duds, like out of nowhere, milk duds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's back. I don't know if you remember, but uh, in the previews, they used to show um, like, you know, instead of they would do the movie previews, but they would also have like little commercials for like the candies and things like that and the popcorn and the Cokes to go get you to, to get up and, and go get some. And uh, so that reminded me of that. Like, like, like I had forgotten about that they used to do that. And so Stripe, the leader, he like leaves to go get some more candy. And while, while, while he's, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> while he's gone, they rig it up so that uh, the whole place is going to explode. And of course the gremlins start, they kind of figure out what's happening because they see them behind the, behind the screen. And so they're like about to attack and get all this stuff. Anyway, they get away. Long story short, the, the thing blows up. They think they're fine until they see Stripe across the street eating his candy. <laughs> it's like, he's like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to go make some more. Come on. <laughs> it's like such a, it's like such a weird, funny bit, but I really love it. It's just, it's one of those things. And I think he's even in like a Montgomery ward or something, if I remember correctly. But anyway, so they like, they chase him into the store and um, he like, Oh, this is like the, one of the scariest parts to me where he gets like those razor blades, the uh, like the saw blades and he like starts throwing them. I mean, that used to, that scared me a lot. And then didn't he have like a bow and arrow as well? So, you know that, you know, that's the part that's actually paused over here. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's <what I'm> looking <laughs> over here. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's where they're looking for him in that store. And I know he, he gets a chainsaw at like some point. And he's like, you know, Billy's like trying to fight him off with a bat and he's like sawing through the bat and it's like, ah, you know, kind of a thing. So he kind of gets away and he's, he gets into a fountain and he's about to start multiplying and it's, it's like super gross. You know, you can see the, the pustules or whatever they are like forming and Gizmo just kind of drives around in like a little Barbie car or something. <laughs> and he manages to like launch himself onto some blinds. And so the sun you know, the blinds open, they hit Stripe, like right away, the sunlight gets him. Gizmo luckily had like kind of fallen and in, in, into the shade. And so it was not exposed, but he just like melts. And it's like the grossest effect ever. I mean, oh, like every time I remember every time I saw it, it was just so, uh, so disgusting. But it's just one of those things where it's, you're like, oh man, like how did they do that? You know, of course, it's just the slow melting, bubbly, gross thing until like all that's left of him is like his skull. Yeah, but right, no, C but no CGI. Like all this is, 
it's all real. That's what's so crazy. And it's, it's, oh man, it scared the heck out of me for like years. Just the whole thing. I couldn't do it. I, I mean, every time I was in the dark or whenever we'd go into a, a like a store and I'd see the, like the, the blinds there. And I would always like think, you know, I hope there's no fountain. <laughs> like there better not be a fountain. Cause I don't want to see stripe here. You know, like it messed me up, man. <laughs> the local, the local mall. I don't think they have a fountain anymore from where I'm from, but they used to have a fountain. And I remember me and my cousin talking about something like that after we saw that movie. But that was like, that was, I think the first time that I've, like watch the movie per se. Okay. I, was, I, I always looked up to my older cousin and I know we said something about, and the fountain was dry. Cause usually for Christmas time, what they'll do in that fountain is um, they'll cover it and they'll uh-huh. have, you know, towards December, uh, the pictures with Santa and then towards January, Los Tres Reyes, the same pictures with them. Oh, so, but uh-huh. they yeah. Mm-hmm. In the fountain area, because that way they could build it up. Uh, Makes sense. With, yeah. Yeah. Like they'll have a nativity scene towards January, but they have all these gifts and everything with the elves and everything for December. Right. right. So we're like, so at least this Christmas not going to be ruined by gremlins. But it was, it's something that we did say when you know I was little. That, uh-huh. that, I mean, that mall was new. That mall was old now. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I yeah, the, we we have two malls in McAllen that we used to go to, and uh, one was uh, El Centro, you know, uh, El Centro Mall, and uh, that was like the old mall. And then the new mall was La Plaza and, uh, or, you know, La Plaza, whatever. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's one of those that, you know, it was like, Ooh, they had all the nice new stores. And then of course the other one had like Montgomery ward and <laughs> as well. And, and it had some good stores in there too, but it was just one of those where they started moving out and moving into the, the new mall. And so more and more became run down and less people went there uh, and stuff like that. But, but I remember, uh, whenever we'd go into like the Montgomery Ward, thinking like oh, there better not be a fountain in here because <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess with any of that stuff. But yeah, so stripe melts, of course, as everything's calming down. Then um, was it Mr. Wing? You know, the grandpa as store owner comes in and he's like, "You're not ready." You know, I warned you, and he takes Gizmo back. But we get like a super sweet moment that gets me every time. Where as he's you know. He's like, huh, what, what? Oh, he wants to say something to you. And then he says in his cute little gizmo voice, you know, bye, Billy. Oh, man, he gets me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, tear. <laughs> and, you know, and of course, we get the voiceover at the end, which is amazing. But, yeah, this is one that was like, I mean, it was good. And it, it's I never really think of it as a Christmas movie, even though it happens at Christmas. You know, it's always more like a like a horror comedy that's just set at Christmas to me. But at the same time, you know, I can see because I do get several Christmas feels here and there about it. So, yep. I mean, I can see why some people would, would count it. And uh, yep. so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's a great movie, man. <laughs> the, yeah, but the, I mean, the, but it feels Christmassy. Like it, whole, it does. Yeah. Even in some part of the havoc, like it, it feels it feels Christmassy. Yeah. The, the snow in the cars, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, again, that part I don't understand. <laughs> like, the, like the cop car, he's dri- it's driving away. It flips over and everything, and, and snow's intact. So. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's quote-unquote snow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that, yeah, that's been my only issue with the movie, the yeah, snow. Yeah. The dry snow. <laughs> this was, I think, the very first movie uh, where I heard – 
or, or this was the first time I heard that song, Christmas, you know, Christmas, the snow's coming down, you know, that one, which kind of opens a movie. Uh, I'd never heard that song before I saw this movie. And uh, so every time I hear it, I always think of Gremlins, which is, <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny because, you know, you, you wouldn't think so, but that's, you know, that's what I think of when I hear it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, I mean, it's definitely a good one. I love this movie. It's a great movie. Yep. <laughs> It's cre- it's it's creepy and like I said, it took me years again to watch it. Yeah, and an invitation to totally ride Christmas, obviously, <laughs> to, to, to fully watch it. Like right now, I have it just playing over. That's why I keep looking, keep looking over there. Yeah, there goes Billy. He got hurt. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's in the it's in the very last scene. Yes. Um, but yes, I didn't remember how much of the Christmas feels, you know, this had. Yeah. And it's it's something really, really old school. It's like 80s, early 90s. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, like for example, and I think this has been all over when the malls switch over from like the older malls to the more, the more modern. It doesn't matter how many lights you put on those, like how many Christmas decorations, how high the tree is and everything. The Christmas fields always came from like the older malls. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you with, mean. With, with, with the older stores, I guess, with the raggedy uh, like uh, roller roller doors and all that, you know, yeah. that, that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So in, in this town, like, it gave me like the real, real Christmas feels, and also creeped me out. <laughs> <laughs> but when they're fighting, when, like when everything's going crazy, uh-huh. like you see, like you see them in the windows, all over in the cars, um, playing with the traffic lights and everything. Like you see all that. That's like even with all the horror going around. It feels Christmassy. Well, yeah, because they they try to go for like a real small town, you know, vibe, and so there's a it's like very Norman Rockwell, you know, kind of that that era, you know, where you think of when you see the the prints, you know, the, those uh, those prints of his, where you know of Santa, and and I mean, it's just it's like that whole real small town kind of vibe, you know, and so then for all this to happen there, I mean, it's really jarring because you don't expect to see evil demon creatures uh, <laughs> terrorizing that little quaint you know picturesque small town it's just one of those things you're like what and i know leonard malton that that film critic he kind of despised it because of that he was like it's too violent uh it, it doesn't belong in like this 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 small town whatever uh and then later on they brought him back for part two to to kind of uh you know do an inside joke <laughs> about that which i thought was great <laughs> it's a, a funny little bit there you know oh you uh, know what's also funny when they're coming up the street as soon as like they come from the from the swimming pool, uh-huh. it, like one, two, and then they start like oh, popping man. up and everything. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that was that. That always also got me every time. I was like, no, no, no. There's so, so many. many. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. I I remember that definitely scared me a few times, but <laughs> I've never enjoyed. I like. I'll tell you one thing. I'll never. I've never enjoyed this movie as much as I have today. Nice. Like honestly, like. Right on. I could, I could share that it creeped me out, but I could share the Christmas feels because not everybody understands when you talk about Christmas feels. Yeah, unless don't. it's like December twenty third or twenty fourth, then oh yeah, they know Christmas feels there. Nah, mm-hmm. we go through it all year long. Like, <laughs> we yeah, go it all year long. <laughs> try my best. I try my best to. Uh, this franchise, I mean, it spawned like some video games. Um, of course, there was the novelization I mentioned. The toys. There was like a, a bunch of toys of stuffed animals. Also, the the hard plastic ones. Um, there was even like a fast food deal with Hardee's, um, that had like, uh, some, some books and cassette. I don't know if you remember those, uh, the, the 
Yeah, it was like little books that came with the cassette. At that, at that time, I was still in Puerto Rico, and they, we like we don't have Hardys over there. Oh, I got you. I got you. I had uh, a book with one of the little records that Ooh. you would play. And so you'd put the record on, and it would kind of read the book for you. So you kind of would follow along as it would read it. And so it was, you know, for younger children to kind of help you read. Um, but I remember like looking through it and always getting scared as well, but still, <laughs> I had to keep going, you know, cause I knew it was going to end well, you know, it, you know, the good guys win at the end, but like, I had to keep going. So even though I was scared, I'd look, look through it. Um, uh, but yeah, it was like really, really successful. And of course, as I mentioned, it was influential. So, you know, it, it spawned all sorts of copycats and, and that's really how, you know, you kind of did something original and, and you kind of made it. And yeah, it was because of this movie and because of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that the PG-13 rating was created. <laughs> uh, it was like, it's not bad enough to be R, but it's still not quite good enough to be PG. And so they came up with that that third system, you know, uh, or that that fourth one in between, you know, the uh, the PG-13. Of course, Red Dawn would go on to be the, the first one, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was, a, it's a great movie, and and yeah, definitely gives you Christmas feels somewhere, <laughs> sometimes in there. <laughs> you, you know, when you when you watch a movie, like for example, growing up, um, you watch a movie and you see that there's a toy, or there's something presented that, oh, I want that. Uh-huh. I don't want, I don't want, and I don't think I ever wanted any of the inventions in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> for real, <laughs> they were always backfiring the smokeless ashtray that smoked all over <laughs> now, but the guy just kept opening and coughing opening and closing it and coughing there I'm like, dude and then he just traded it for a bunch of what were those car parts i don't know what the yeah. heck they were. <laughs> something like, like that yeah i don't know he said something about the guarantee or the warranty i'm like what the guy's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of his inventions were he was not a very good inventor <laughs> What, uh, or, or he had good ideas. He just did not do it very well. Like the juicer. Yeah, uh, that's what I was gonna go. Like what with uh, what's his his name? Corey Feldman's character. He's uh-huh. like, um, aren't you supposed to put like orange juice in cartons? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Like I probably killed that phrase, but yes. Yeah. The what was it? The Peltzer something. I don't remember what it was. But but the bathroom buddy. I I kind of get. <laughs> now that I have to shave and groom myself, I kind of get oh, it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. The one thing about his inventions, the coffee maker. Like she knows they all backfire, and she just goes and looks very close at the coffee thing before like all that sludge comes out. Yeah. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't go. <laughs> 10 feet close to that thing i wouldn't even use it yep <laughs> hey she's lucky that wasn't the orange juicer so it's you know for real <laughs> it would have been a complete different movie <laughs> <laughs> still would have been a horror though but uh, <laughs> i gotta ask manny uh what would you say is your uh hap hap happiest like memory or moment of this movie here right after he gets gizmo mm-hmm. when they're showing the town Okay. Like, what I keep emphasizing on, like the Christmas feels, the Christmas movies, yeah. before before we see uh, Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> yes, After she... Gizmo, before Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> okay, right on. Yeah, she, she's funny because she's kind of like, you know, as I mentioned, she's like the Scrooge, except yeah. she doesn't get any redemption. <laughs> nope. or, or the Grinch, who also doesn't get any redemption. I mean, she's just like like Mr. Potter, I guess, from It's a Wonderful Life. Just the evil. Well, she gets to fly. You know. <laughs> well, she, <laughs> she does, yeah. 
<laughs> she, yeah, she gets a free, a free flight. <laughs> um, I think for me, my, my favorite, my hap, hap, happiest memory would be going to see it in the theater, but um, moment would be um, the carolers. They, you know, I, I mean, even though it's, too, it's awful, so nice. scary, and and you know, it leads oh, the, the gremlin carolers, the gremlin the, carolers, yeah. At the beginning, they actually have actual carolers. And, they do, yeah. But I but like he's fucking her. I like the gremlin carolers <laughs> just because they're they're so funny with their little scarves and their coats and their top hats, and you know, they're trying to be like Victorian era singers, and it's just <laughs> it's. I don't know what it is, just la, 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 you know, in their voices. I can't do it, but their little gremlin voices, it just cracks me up like so bad. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that. Okay. My hap, hap, happiest, you know, part with this movie, it's okay. this whole episode, honestly, because I've never nice. been so happy. And it, like I said it before, I've never enjoyed this movie so much. Like, nice. Since like, as of like how I've, oh my God, I can't talk now. <laughs> no worries i'm not thinking in english or spanish now but i've never had so much fun with this movie it's because you're thinking in gremlin you're thinking yep. in gremlin <laughs> in yum, yum, language yum, yum. <laughs> oh, still not it's not midnight you know, I, you know you know i i grew up oh yeah <laughs> you know i grew up with that like not like it wasn't until i was like 14 15 uh-huh. That I started getting like the munchies when we used to have the the late night uh, sleepover with my cousin stuff like that. Yeah. Before I was freaked out. I didn't want to eat past midnight because I didn't oh, yeah. want something like that. And it stuck with me, like I said, for years until almost high school. Yeah, for real. This is one. And Joe Dante, the director himself, even admitted like years later that that uh, yeah, the advertising it kind of sold it as like a family movie. So people were <laughs> upset when you know they they took their four year olds to see it and it was not what they thought because <laughs> they purposely left a lot of the gremlins out of it, you know, in their advertising. So they would show the rules. They would focus on, you know, gizmo. Oh, gizmo. And uh, I mean, cause of course he's like so cute and cuddly, you know, he's like this furry little guy. You just want to like hug him, you know, <laughs> and Do you know, if Furbies came from gizmo, like, you know, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's if it way did. too similar. They are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're actually creepier too. So. I think so too, because they kind of have like a little beak or something on them, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, oof. yeah. But the eyes, I mean, I saw it was a that what was it? It was like the 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 Mogwai were like a, it was a meme, and it was like a baby Yoda, or, or like one of Yoda's species, and like an Ewok or something, and the, <laughs> and like their their little baby was a Mogwai. <laughs> 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 I could never unsee that now. I know, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but it, it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little segment I like to call "Gag Me with a Spoon." So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the movie, um, and we'll leave it up to the listeners to vote and decide uh, who had the best impression. Winner gets a totally red Christmas sticker, unless I win, in which case I get a big fat nothing. But uh, I think you're going to be okay because so far I have yet to win. <laughs> Even now, I still have not won. Um, but as a guest, I'll let you go first. Just kind of set up the scene, and <laughs> you're cracking yourself up just thinking about it. <laughs> oh man, I can't. Like nothing really comes to mind now, <laughs> and I, and I've been having trouble keeping my mouth shut the whole episode. <laughs> 
Oh man. Okay. Well, I'll go first if you want. I can go first. Yes. yes. Okay. So this is when uh, they're in the bank, and Billy has to bring his dog along with him. So he goes in the bank, and of course, Mrs. Deagle has complained because his dog like broke her whatever crazy snowman, snowman thing and so he's you know she's upset she wants the dog to be put down anyway but he's like in the bank and the boss is like is that a dog or or, or something like that and so uh what's his name uh, judge reinhold from you know the the actor judge he's playing this little bit part of like his boss named gerald and so this is gerald saying peltzer this is a bank not a pet store <laughs> i didn't do that good at all i can't do judge reinhold but <laughs> that was like I was like, ah, really? Okay. That was my that was my least favorite part. Everything else just too funny. I, I couldn't I couldn't pick anything else. I had to kind of go with that. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. All right. When Miss Deagle walks into the bank the second time, okay. and she asks for the dog, and he's like, he's on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Mrs. Deagle, she was so nasty, wasn't she? She's just a piece of work. Yeah, she was Scrooge, the Grinch, and Cruella DeVille. Cruella, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she was just... Especially especially trying, you know... And the other guy, at the first time she went to the bank, like, she's describing all the mean things she wants to do to the dog, and the guy's disagreeing with her. Yeah. Yeah, that type of thing won't fly in 2020. Oh, no, no, you can't be mean to dogs. (laughs) No, no. No, you will be canceled. (laughs) Oh, man. So, uh, you know, I have to wonder, because G.I. Joe, they taught us that uh, knowing is half the battle. What would you say is the other half? (laughs) Why do you put me on the spot? Oh, wait, there's nobody else here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could ask myself, but I mean. Knowing is half the battle. What is the other half? Is it experiencing it? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. You don't don't really know until you experience it. So it's true. Yeah. Especially in a lot of things. Uh, so in, uh, you know, like fighting gremlins. Um, so for me, uh, if knowing is half the battle, the other half is that if you don't want to be blown up, go look for candy at Montgomery Ward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Manny, this has been so much fun talking with you about this movie. It's, uh, I had a blast doing it. And uh, I mean, what do you want to plug? Tell me about your show. All right. Like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, my my show is Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad is a bilingual, multilingual Christmas podcast. Um, we really don't have ground. I mean, we all know it's Christmas mm-hmm. and we're going to get a lot of surprises. Like I was telling Jerry before we started recording, I'm soon going to have episodes also full Spanish. And by this time, you should have already heard our Halloween we're still too small to have a Patreon or anything like that for bonus. So we're going to just throw the bonuses in there. And by this time, I just want, if you haven't heard it, go back in time and hear our Halloween episode. And I want to have, I want to know your thoughts about it, but basically we're going to talk about Christmas foods, locations. I am going to do my best to go to all these places, Christmas places around me that I could drive to. And obviously have my mask with me, my microphone and my tape measure and stay six feet away from anyone, (laughs) but still trying to capture the magic and share with everybody. And you could find us. And this comes from Jerry, uh, Chris. I remember this conversation when I 
was thinking about the podcast, they said, get a, you know, a, a good handle, you know, something easy to find. And it used to be Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad podcast. But then again, I didn't even want to type that in. So <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FCMN podcast. Or you could just find all of those in fcmnpodcast.com. Or reach me if you want to send me any comments. Hopefully they're good. Uh, or ask me for my address to send me a Christmas card at manny at fcmnpodcast.com. Right on. Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely check him out. Uh, it's good stuff. He's got some some pretty good interviews there. It was uh, the one with Lassa from uh, It's a 90s Christmas Podcast that I really enjoyed that conversation. So, I mean, it's you got to check it out. It's good stuff. You know, there's, there. you know there's the, it's a, that's a three-part episode. It is. And it's still like another hour and a half that we edited out. <laughs> I know how that goes. My uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, whenever I have my brothers on, uh, they're, they're, it's always like two hours, two and a half hours. And so I usually have to do my best to cut at least 30 minutes Usually it's closer to an hour. Uh, <laughs> so I understand that completely. <laughs> yep. And then there's this bonus conversation. Hey, I'm going to take advantage. I probably have to pay you for plugging this into. No, no, no. Go for it, That's it, what I, I, I asked. There's a little Christmas related um, in the subject that I'm talking with Chris from Christmas time in the city, not Chris, but Chris. Um, and it's <laughs> Batman. It's a Batman conversation that, it has something to do with Christmas just because Batman Returns, I think we mentioned it there, or we say Christmas here in some part, but yes, it's a whole Batman conversation, but I don't know when you hear this, if it's going to be out there, or I'm just going to randomly throw it out there because it's it's a fun, it's a funny conversation, and I learned something that I didn't know, hmm. but I'm not going to say it now. <laughs> right on. It's funny how many of us uh, Christmas podcast hosts love Batman uh because yeah you chris um and then of course tom and anthony from tis a podcast and i had one of their patreon episodes was all about batman that i was a guest on and there uh tom came on my show um and we did a a batman episode as well but that was more about i also like the episode i also like the episode with um you and anthony uh, Lois and Clark, the new adventures. Of oh Superman. yeah, yeah, the Superman one. Yeah, <laughs> I was wa- I was washing my car and it took me longer than it should have. <laughs> I kept I kept opening the car door. I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't know about this. Oh, I got to research now. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, they had some pretty interesting Christmas episodes. <laughs> oh man, um, Manny, it's been it's been great, and uh, thank you for coming on. Thank and you so I, much. I, I want to thank you for having me. Like I said, this has been a very, very long week, but I've been looking forward to this so much. And this has been my escape, like my, my little Christmas break in, in between. And it cost me $148 today. <laughs> sorry. Why are you sorry? Why are you sorry? I mean, it's, it's it was buying Christmas decorations. Just because it was unplanned. That's all. <laughs> if you would, you know planned a little bit better uh, if, if HBO Max would have left the Gremlins movie there I could have just watched it in my living room down there mm-hmm. with my wife but I decided not to rent it and go and buy it and HBO. out came an adventure <laughs> <laughs> but Gremlins no, I think you came out better I think you came out uh, on the plus side of this deal here <laughs> with the uh, you know you got your own movies plus uh, plus a nice little part addition to your village so yep. yeah I think you came out on top there's new citizens down there now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I'm going to say thanks again. And I'm going to end it with, so if your air conditioner goes on the fritz or your washing machine blows up, 
or your video recorder conks out. Before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There just might be a gremlin in your house. So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Billy, who's just gotten a new Mogwai pet, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Don't forget to vote. Later, dudes. Hi, this is Manny from Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad, the bilingual, multilingual Christmas podcast. In our podcast, you will hear about foods, traditions, how this 2020 Christmas will be interesting, especially from six feet away, and many more new surprises. Join me on the road to Christmas, along with many guest hosts from other podcasts from the Christmas Podcast Network. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, or just search for us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FCMN Podcast. Or visit our website, fcmnpodcast.com. Feliz Christmas. Merry Navidad.